minimalists. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to live stream 15. Hello, Patreon supporters. Thank it's you. Number 15 already. It is number 15. Nice, man. Thank you all. Uh, we're doing this on video here, but then we're also going to record the audio. We'll put the audio out next month. Happy Halloween to you all. Or if you're getting this next month, happy Thanksgiving. We're thankful for you as Patreon supporters. Amen. You, you upvoted your favorite questions for the month. And so if you have more questions, of course, we ask you to submit your questions every month. You can upvote your favorites. And we had a lot of upvotes. I think the most out of any of the live streams in recent memory. That's great, man. So a lot of people asking new questions, some very good questions. Here are the most popular ones. Sadie asks, I struggle with perfectionism that leads to all or nothing thinking mm. and getting overwhelmed by how much I still have to do or not to do to, quote, get there to that elusive place where everything is settled and I can finally relax. I know that place doesn't exist, but can you talk about any expectations you've had with minimalism or any experiences you've had with minimalism and perfectionism? I mean, for me, that, that is, that's a, a big one. I mean, I am, I, I tend to be the, the perfectionist and like, I, I want everything to be tidy and perfect. And part of what minimalism yeah. has done, it starts with the stuff. It, it helps me let go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But one of the things that helps me let go of are the expectations. You know, I tweeted something today about I'm grateful for everything I don't have. Mm -hmm. And some of those things I don't have are the obligations, right? The the saying no or to to the the things that are good opportunities even. Saying no to the things that that are going to lead me to burnout. In fact, our very last question that we're gonna deal with today is about burnout. So mm -hmm. we'll get to, to the cause what what's happening here with Sadie is she's reaching that point of potential burnout because everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be checked off my to-do list. Well, and I think burnout is inevitable if your expectation is perfection, right? That's 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 pithy, Sean. We can tweet <laughs> that for sure. Um, man, I uh, I totally agree with you, and I think that I, I think that when our our expectation is completion, even so, not even perfectionism, but completionism, life is inherently incomplete yeah in fact that's what makes it beautiful and i think when we realize that it's all of the incomplete moments like yes we want certain things to be complete when i write a book mm -hmm. in fact that there here's some irony for you oh i just spilled coffee on the book oh no um, burn it immediately <laughs> it's no longer complete there's a book burning today with our books i mean it was are burning but <laughs> yeah yeah we're burning our books in protest of minimalism <laughs> um no like the the end of this book actually the the last chapter um here let me see if i can find it spoiler alert butler did it um yeah this is the end of everything that remains if you're just listening to the audio here um and, and it says sure and i didn't intend to read this it just happened to be there uh sure there is wreckage in my rear view mistakes and bad decisions scattered across the landscape i've not read this in half a decade or long <laughs> or more uh sure there is wreckage in my rear view mistakes and bad decisions scattered across the landscape that's all right my failures make up the best parts of me and i'm certain there are plenty of blemishes on the journey ahead but that's okay too Life's landscape is filled with peaks and valleys. As we trek from one peak to the next, it's important to find ways to enjoy the walking in between. Amen. I don't know where I'll be a year from now, two years, five. Wherever it is, it will be intentional, deliberate, meaningful. Maybe I'll plant roots here in Montana. This is when we were in Montana. 
Ooh, this will be good. Where else are we going to go? And see what grows. This is before I met Bex, too. Uh, maybe I'll drive east back to the Midwest and rediscover its beauty from a new, more mature perspective. Maybe I'll travel north across the invisible border into Canada and experience the maple leaf life for an era. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta live that maple leaf life! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, he's shitting on my pros. <laughs> Great. <clears throat> maybe I'll head far farther west and experience the beaches of California, the waves and the sand and the weather. Hey, that's what we did. Mm. Or maybe I'll voyage, voyage south, way south, like, say, Costa Rica and find something or someone unexpected amongst the mountains. Regardless of where my journey takes me, one thing's for certain. I'm ready for everything that remains. Um, I, I think that... that that's really the point is completion if something is complete you are not anticipating what is to come it is that is complete and so in fact the the weird part about the end of this book that last chapter is there's an anti-climax right mm. where there is if you're expecting one thing to happen life doesn't work that way life isn't a well and then i've reached the the clim climax and now it's time for the uh what's it called sean the receding action <laughs> What's the fry tags triangle? The falling action? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't speak French. But uh, <laughs> yeah, fry tags triangle, right? He, he, you know, basically. But that's not how life is. Like, no. So for some of us, we just get in a car crash and we die. Yeah. Or something unexpected happens and that changes the entire trajectory of life. I don't know why, but like I have this football game analogy in my head where like when I think about a good NFL matchup, uh -huh. it's a good game regardless of the score like if a team went into a game and they were expecting to run the ball perfectly and they were expecting to throw the ball perfectly mm. and then they get in there in the first quarter and they realize like oh wow this is we're not gonna be able to run perfectly we're not gonna be able to throw the ball perfectly but maybe we can still win this match with the skills that we do have and i'm not talking about you know winning or losing at life but what I am talking about is a direction that someone heads in. And if we expect to drive down this path or go down this path in a perfect manner, um, it could actually stunt uh, what could be. So in that football analogy, if you go into a game and you're, you're passing, you know, you expect to pass perfectly, you expect to run perfectly, and then all of a sudden you realize that's not going to happen, you could just throw your hands in the air and, and have this all or nothing attitude. I agree. I, I think that we, sometimes we have to accept that life is going to be full of incompletions, whether it's an incomplete pass. <laughs> Can you imagine that if, uh, who's your team? The Bengals. Sure. If Jeff Blake. Uh, <laughs> don't you mean Achilles Smith? <laughs> is Jeff Blake still their quarterback? No, dude. <laughs> it's like saying if Joe Montana was still their quarterback. He's not? Oh my God. Uh, no, I, uh, I, of no, I of course know that <laughs> Troy Aikman replaced Joe Montana <laughs> on the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. No, I. Um, here, here's the thing: if you expected uh, completion after completion, and everything is going to be is going to work that way, not only are you setting yourself up for failure, but you you are you're you're missing out on the fact that some things are just going to be incomplete. The question then becomes, what are the things that are most worth completing? I think about now when I when I go to read a book, for example, if I can't 
if it's not a masterpiece in the first 50 pages, I tend to move on pretty quickly. And I didn't used to be that way. I used to, oh, because of my OCD, I had had to finish every book. If I started the book, I'm on page eight now, and this kind of sucks, but I've already already committed eight pages in. Mm. No. Guess what? Uh, what? What's the Kanye West line when he talks about? Um, did you uh, Did you graduate? He said no, but I finished school. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and so sometimes you don't you don't have to complete it in order to finish the thing. That's how you can move on. Yeah, man. Our next question is from Sophie. Well, hold on. Just one thing. Conversely, in that football game, let's say that every pass was completed 100 percent, and the running game was perfect. Like those are the most boring football games to me. When there's no friction at all, when you've got Ohio State thumping on, you know, Walla Walla Washington, forty-five to zero. Yeah. Uh, by the halftime, like I don't even watch the game anymore. People were leaving by the the yeah by halftime or right after halftime because they're like, oh, I root for them. I'm glad they won. Yeah. But like this is not exciting. It's same with someone who's just like I think the reason our story resonates with so many people, a story like Everything That Remains, the reason that that, that resonates with people is because of the struggle. It's not right. like... We it, were winning. We woke up and we won and then we started winning more and then we went to work and we told our bosses that we were winning. And so I got tired of winning so I just decided to win 10 times more. Right. <laughs> no, th- th- that doesn't resonate with anyone. No. What resonates is the struggle. And so, yeah. Sadie, maybe the question is, this is part of your struggle and everything is going to be incomplete and Ooh. that is okay. You've got to learn how to love embrace the struggle i mean that whole you know lean in culture um it 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 really means a lot man like i know for me personally i mean think of us right now dude life is not perfect like there there are things that if we could snap our fingers and change we might change them but life is as perfect as we're able to make it right now Mm. and like that that is i think i appreciate more than everything just just coming easy but but, you know, looking at that struggle that we have right now, you know, with the documentary, we got to refilm the documentary. Like, I could, we could look at that and be like, oh, my God, like, all that time wasted, all that money wasted, Matt's time wasted, all that film wasted, all the reels of film that Matt, <laughs> that Matt was using. No, yeah, what was he using? Those coasters? <laughs> all his Super 8 film. No. Uh, at the end of the day, it's like, I look at what we have and I can say, man, how? That didn't work out, but that's all right because our standards are here and we're going to do what we can to meet those standards. And now we're going to try a different approach. And how awesome is it that we get to try this different approach with this talk rather than getting down? I am looking at uh, what is to come. It's, it's reframing it and saying, wow, yeah. this is incomplete. Look at all these opportunities I have in front of me. Yeah. Sophie asks, throughout life, you're told to get a career, earn enough money to get the house raise the kids, and travel the world before you retire. At least that's what I was taught. When we incorporate minimalism into this, however, what's the point of trying to earn money when you end up not spending it or not needing a bigger house? Where do you go from there? Where's the motivation to earn money and move up the career ladder when the end goal is still to lead a minimal life? So Sophie's got a bunch of extra money. She can uh, she can donate to our Gem City cause in Dayton, Ohio. No, I'd rather you donate it to our <laughs> PayPal account. <laughs> it's funny. I thought about like the you know the the lottery was like one point something billion dollars, and I yeah, thought about one point like, six billion uh, uh, coupons of happiness. I was just like, what would I do with all that money? Like, how would my life change? And dude, like, I would own a Tesla. 
Yeah. So, I, so I might buy my might buy a piece of property, buy buy like a house, mm-hmm. but then I'd have about one point five billion dollars left over. <laughs> you're gonna spend a billion. Uh, uh, you're gonna spend a hundred million dollars on a house. <laughs> <laughs> so you do see my point here so w- w- when i really got to thinking about man if i like first off i've kind of already won the lottery like i live in los angeles i'm debt free um i get to save a little bit each month towards retirement like we're not multi-millionaires so you know it's not in that sense wait but, wait we're not even millionaires yeah we're not even millionaires but we're multi something yeah we're multi something multi-thousandaires <laughs> but you know the thing is though is like i've already won the lottery with the lifestyle that I lead. So giving me $1.6 billion, it's not, I would be able to give more. That is where, that is where I'm really trying to go with this question with Sophie. If well, you, I disagree with her question though. And, well, and how so? Because what she says at the end here, so I just want to correct the, the, the premise of the question, because I agree with the, what you're saying. Absolutely. Ryan. It, there's nothing wrong with money. No, and if you have access to more money, great. You, what, what's the Dave Ramsey line? Live like no one else so that you can give like no one else. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's what I disagree with about the question. Hmm. And so I want to her, not I want her to reframe the way she thinks about minimalism because she says, "Where's the motivation to earn money and move up the career ladder when the end goal is still to lead a minimal life?" Minimalism for me is not the goal. Right. Minimalism for me is the tool. I want to live a simpler life. It's the boundaries. Yes, it is. It's setting up boundaries so I can have a healthier life, better relationships, more creative life, more personal growth, and probably most important, so I can give to other people. Because what would the world be like if I was stranded on an island by myself? Like I like being by myself a lot. I that's where I get all my energy. I spend ninety percent of my time alone. I've structured my life around that. I am most content. When I'm alone. However, if I had to set up my life so I was 100% by myself, then that would not be a fulfilling life. Right. And so when I'm spending that 10 to 20% of time with other people, it's probably about 20%. Every one hour I'm spending with other people, I try to spend about four hours of that time by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't always work out that way. I'm not always able to to accomplish that. But, But I use that time by myself to build up the resources and money's only one of those resources. Mm-hmm. What are your other resources? Money's just one. Time is a big resource. We have this acronym STEAM. Skills, resource, time, energy, attention, and then money. Those are the five resources that you want to be able to give to other people. Money is just one of them. Mm. You want to use those resources effectively to live a more meaningful life. Yeah, absolutely. Our next question is from Jennifer. Jennifer says, Ryan, I am currently working really hard to pay off an embarrassing amount of consumer debt Mm. from my less responsible years, as well as some debt from my parents, from a loan to buy my first house, Mm. which I know now I should not have done. That's twenty twenty. Yes, indeed. We're we're we are experts of the past. What's the the new Matt Nathanson? By the way, he wants to come on the podcast. Oh, nice. Um, which I'm super excited. Matt Nathanson is. Are you a fan of Matt Nathanson, Jordan? Uh, you're a huge John when's, Mayer fan. You would love Matt Nathanson. When's he going to be in LA? Uh, he said he's down here all the time. He's. We're going to his concert. I think in March. Cool. Um, but he. I think he might be down here before then. Uh, anyway, he has a great. He has several great lines on his new new album. But one of them is, um, the line is, "I have a." <laughs> 
PhD in what it was the line. And screwing up or and, something. And past mistakes or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, that that's sort of the thing. We've right? got PhDs in past mistakes. Absolutely. How it that's yeah, that's the name of the song. Used to be, right? I've got a PhD in the way it used to be. And it's sort of like a of I'm an expert in ruminating about the past. Which by the way, recent science shows that constant rumination increases inflammation, which leads to depression. Mm. Uh, constant rumination leads to inflammation inflammation in the body like legit inflammation actual yeah yeah yeah. so like like literal rumination just sitting around and thinking uh-huh. literally leads to your body becoming inflamed which leads to depression there's a there's a large subset of depression it may even be the majority of depressive that's the most cases. scientific woo-woo shit i've ever heard well no, no i mean it's it's all science there's there's the, <laughs> no there's, i know there's that's nothing what I'm woo-woo about it well but. no it's woo-woo in the sense that like sitting around and thinking uh-huh is actually going to physically cause you inflammation. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I, I would the categorize secret. I would categorize rumination as uh, unproductive thinking, useless rumination. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so Jennifer, to continue her question here, says, "I'm trying to keep my eye on my goals, but I know I have a three to four year path ahead of me to become debt free." Well, that's great. I mean, that's three awesome. or four years. Congratulations. Because how many years did it take her to get into that situation? I bet you it was longer than three or four years. Yeah. That, we we don't tend to rack up a bunch of debt overnight unless we make some gigantic mistake mm-hmm. um, or if we have some gigantic catastrophe uh, uh, that's uh, a medical catastrophe, which are some of the worst in terms of uh, building up immediate debt. Yeah. Uh, but she said, occasionally I feel really disheartened mm. by this long timeline See, isn't it funny? Like you and I are like, wow, what a short timeline. She says, I feel disheartened by this long timeline. And then I slip back in the past patterns and indulge in retail therapy Uh to make myself feel better, which I know will only make my situation worse. The thing is, I know better. Do you have any tips for staying focused on better things to come when the timeline feels never ending dude i don't know why but i've never tried this before but the first idea i had is like she has to what's her name jennifer jennifer jennifer's got to take a video a selfie video when she's feeling really motivated to pay off all her debt and talk about all the joy that she's going to feel uh when she pays off this debt and all the pain she's going to avoid by paying off this debt and then when she wants to do retail therapy like she's got to at least watch that video and 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 try to evoke evoke Mm -hmm. invoke Evoke. Revoke. <laughs> Revoke all your emotions, Jennifer. <laughs> she's no, she's got she's gotta evoke this this uh emotion to to, to basically to to inspire herself. Uh, yeah. to, to and if she can inspire herself, then she can motivate herself to to not do the retail therapy. But like Well, I think you brought up two two words there. I mean, right now she when when these and she's in these moments of of wanting retail therapy mm-hmm. first I, I would recommend banning yourself from those places that you would typically go to for retail yeah, therapy ban- and cut up all your credit cards stop with the credit cards oh yeah if you have if you that yeah if you have any credit cards at all cut them up cancel them if it's a macy's credit card if it's a visa it doesn't matter cancel yeah. if you have debt you don't want a because credit cards aren't credit cards they're debt cards right right um okay so jennifer um pain and pleasure Right now, you don't have enough pain associated with that debt 
in those moments where you get discouraged. And that's the time when you need the most pain associated with the debt, not with the long timeline. Right now, your pain is with the timeline. Your pleasure should actually be within that timeline. Oh my goodness, I'm only three to four years. And guess what? My guess is if you have a detailed plan, you'll likely do it in shorter than three years, especially if you're willing to put in the additional effort to pay down that debt. Absolutely. To cause yourself a little short-term pain for the long-term pleasure of being financially free and eventually financially independent. You know, if she's looking for a way to make this happen faster, she could do that, dude. Like she could Uber, drive for Uber, you can deliver pizzas, um, you could just sell random stuff on Poshmart. I know uh, Podcast Sean's wife makes, you know, a side hustle with Poshmart. I, I, you know, it's Poshmark. By the way, there's this... Whatever it is. I, the, 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 eBay, Craigslist, whatever. You could rob a bank if you want to. <laughs> Have you thought about that, Jennifer? <laughs> but no, seriously, it's like... Like, let's say the, the Poshmart or Poshmark. Mark. You know, isn't that a funny word, Mart? I went to this this the, the food mart the other day on the corner of uh, Fairfax and Melrose. Yeah. And I walked in there. And I had the, a total, I, I can say this because we're on Patreon, right? I had a total, like, high person thought. I wasn't high at all. <laughs> but, like, I, I, I was walking into the food mart. And I'm like, what the fuck is a mart? <laughs> <laughs> is this short for Mark Martit? Because we 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 never use like we don't use that Joe, word. Remember Joe Mart? Yeah, on uh, what was it, 63 or, Red, or 42 on 42. Redding Road? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Redding Road is 741 right there in Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> Mason, Ohio. Yeah. And, and, and so the it's such a weird word, mart, yeah. because. Like you only use that word when it is modified by an adjective. Walmart, Kmart. That is weird. Food Mart, Joe Mart. But it's not Posh Mart. It's Posh Mart. No, it's not. But we could short for market. Poshmart.com. Patent pending. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I can't think of a time where I'm like, hey, Ryan, I'm headed over to the Mart. You want me to grab you anything? <laughs> no, it is so true. It was such a high person oh thought, God, though. This digression. But, you know... All right, Jennifer, there's the answer there to your question. But, no, Jennifer, you could pay this off sooner by by finding just some side hustles, even if it's 100 bucks a month. I mean, it'll get you that much closer. But here's the thing, man. Totally. I remember I started going to college at 25 years old, and I started thinking about going to college at 24 years old. And I remember the kind of the year coming and going, and I remember thinking to myself, all right, I'm 25 now. If I start college, I might not graduate until I'm 30. But the thought of being 30 years old and feeling the same way as what I did at 25, that that sounded miserable. Mm. So my mentality was, hey, Ryan, would you rather be 30 years old and have your college degree or would you rather be 30 years old and not have your college degree? Right. And I chose to get my college degree, although... You know, again, hindsight's and 20, now you're 20 using it to manage a business. That's right. Look at me as a business, business? manager. Look, you know what though, man? <laughs> I actually am really glad I got my degree. Yeah. Because it is it's an example of a few things. It's it, it's an example of how it's never too late. It's an example for my brothers and sisters how uh, it's completely, you know, plausible for them to go to college without any support from from mom or dad because I had zero support from them. Um, I mean, there, there are a lot of good things that I associate with it, but yeah, hindsight, I really didn't need it, yeah. but I, but I don't regret getting it. Well, there's and, the, I, I heard Dr. Christopher Ryan, uh, 
We have two Dr. Ryans in our life, and yeah. I always confuse the two. Yes. Uh, Dr. Christopher Ryan yes. uh, from the Tangentially Speaking podcast. He was also on our podcast. We did an episode about sex uh, with him. Yep. And uh, he was uh, he was saying something that was fascinating. Like, obviously, like if you were going, if you know you want to be a brain surgeon, then it makes sense to go to college starting at 18. And But who at 18 knows they want, to, actually knows they want yeah. to be a brain surgeon? Yeah, it's crazy. It's the one, it, it's the one time in life where it's like, I'm going to I'm I'm going to take on all this massive amount of student loan debt and and um make this decision for the rest of my life but aren't we doing the same thing mm. with uh, the th- you know, when we're 25 years old as Jennifer said in my less responsible years you're you're making Anytime you go into debt, you're making a decision for your future self. Yeah, absolutely. And so right now, what she's doing is also, that's also true. You're making a decision for your future yes. self. And that's what I'm trying to get at. Jennifer, you've got to ask yourself, do you want to uh, uh, be on this planet four years from now with a copious amount of debt? <laughs> or four years from now, do you want to have the burden of that debt off of your shoulders. And I guarantee you the latter is what you want. And yes, you do have to find ways to gain the the emotional leverage to keep on this path. But man, it's funny because, I mean, how long have we been doing this? Eight years? Yeah. And it's like, it, it's it has gone on um, like, I mean, it feels like we started yesterday. Right. We were just having this conversation the other day. Yeah. It's like looking back, I'm like, holy shit, like look at all that we've done. We were, we were, it, we, just yesterday, we were in your house doing this damn packing party. Like, I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, dude. And, and like, it's the time has just flown by. And yes, it might go a little bit slower, you know, looking at the balance every single month and then, you know, counting down the months until, you know, the balance is going to be zero. I, I could see where it would be a little bit slower. But, but I promise you, Jennifer. In four years, you are going to be thanking yourself uh, for paying off your debt. You're going to be thanking us for the encouragement and anyone else in your life that's been helping you out. Um, but you know, ultimately, like I said, if you want to cut down the time, then find a side hustle. If it's extra hundred bucks a month, that's that's better than no hundred bucks a month. And just remember, you you really need to focus on today. As my last bit of um, mm, advice yeah. for you is, it, yes, the retail therapy will always be whatever whatever your vice is whether it's shopping or food or drugs or alcohol whatever the the vice is mine was also uh, consumerism but you can you can affect today i'm going to not go shopping today mm-hmm. i'm going to associate enough pain with shopping today because even if you don't go into debt to buy those things that you're going to buy today, you're effectively going into debt because you're postponing the debt you have. You are borrowing against your future self's income Mm -hmm. so that you can pacify yourself today. Yes, and you know what? She talks about her goals. Do not be, goal-focused is, um, it can be a recipe for disaster. Instead of being goal-focused, you need to be system-focused. And I totally took that from James Clear, his book, Atomic Habits, which is great, Jennifer, if you need some further advice on habits. Uh, It's a great book called Atomic Habits. But that, to me, is what it means to take it day by day, is you are system-focused. You are focused on working the the plan and working the system that you put in place to get to that debt-free spot in your life. KB asks, I work for a team environment with smart people, but a number of them are less experienced than I am. I spent decades working 24-7 
and I'm focused and I'm now focused on a work-life balance while some others in the team are still eager to climb the corporate ladder. There's a never-ending stream of quote urgent projects and never enough people to get them done quickly enough or enough senior insight to ensure they're done well. What are the best tools to help me resist my own internal pressure and that of my teammates to jump in and take on extra work? I, I think here's here's the problem, Ryan. Maybe maybe you agree with this. Um, the problem is the expectations of your work environment. Mm. It's maybe not even your own expectation because here's what's, what the situation you're in is if when everything is urgent and then nothing is urgent, when when everything is precious, then nothing is precious. When everything is important, then nothing is important. And right now, for your team, for the people on your team, everything is an emergency. But of course, most emergencies aren't. And I think when you realize that, you can prioritize it accordingly. Now, just because you've prioritized it doesn't mean you can change the other people's expectations. And in the environment you're in, this is hard to learn, but you will probably fall behind in the environment you're in. You'll fall behind their expectations because you've changed your expectations to align with your values. You talked about work-life balance. I don't necessarily believe in work-life balance. I believe in work-life integration. And I want work to be a part of my life. For me, work is creating something meaningful. A lot of Fridays, we have a, a staff meeting here at The Minimalists. We bring all of our team in, and it's called the Stay on Topic meeting because we have exactly one hour. But at the very beginning of that meeting, Ryan and I, we remind the entire team that we are doing nothing productive in this meeting. This meeting is, this meeting is not meaningful. It is only meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think when you realize that, a lot of the things that we accomplish don't come out of meetings or urgent tasks or emergencies. However, sometimes those occasional meetings or occasional burning fires, whatever, they're important. They point us in the right direction. And that's the point of us having a meeting like that is to say, we leave here. We know that we're all on the same page. We can move forward. It doesn't mean we have to do it every week. It doesn't mean we have to do it every day. It means we do it when it's necessary. However, if there is a culture built up around poor expectations, it's going to be much more difficult for you to change the cultural expectations than it is for you to find a different culture that aligns with your expectations. Yeah, no, I agree with all that, Millie. I think the only thing I would add to that is don't compare yourself to your coworkers. Um, read Rachel Cruz's book, uh, Love Your Life, Not Theirs, because that's what happens, man, is you know, you're, you're working 40 hours a week, but then your coworkers, some of them are working 60 hours a week. I mean, it is a race to the, the 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 top of who gives a shit. Yeah, I mean, it it's is. a different kind of race. It's a race to the it's a race to the top, and you realize it's an inverted pyramid, and you're actually racing to the bottom. Yeah, because we confuse um, we confuse this idea of busyness with, with productivity. And yeah, uh, we 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 conflate efficiency with creativity and quite often it's it's the opposite it's the drudgery the the important work doesn't always mimic the busyness yeah in fact people often reach out to me and say you you're, i know you're really busy right now 
And I'm actually not. I just say no to virtually everything. People ask me all the time. I'd love to say yes to, I'll give you an example. Um, someone tweeted, someone tweets me every day, literally every single day and asked me to read something they wrote. Hmm. And if there's someone who I've interacted with before on Twitter and I like the person, then I will, I will just DM them and say, hey, I really respect that you're writing something. I'd rather spend my, my time writing my own work than reading some, what someone else has written mm-hmm. and critiquing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish you the best. Right. And, and, and it's saying no. It's, and often, most of the time, I just say no by not responding. That's the other thing to realize. You're not required to respond to anyone. And that's freeing when you realize that. That goes back to that sort of first question from Sadie about completion. Sometimes it's just complete already. And I don't yeah. I can wipe my hands without feeling the need to to respond. Right. Our last question here is from Samantha. Samantha asks, what is your advice for someone recovering from burnout? Mm. I get burned out a lot. Yeah, I'm not as um, durable as Ryan Nicodemus. <laughs> and um, I I push myself to my limits quite often. And so the only advice I can give you is based on my own experience. I Whenever I get burnt out, I look at the signs. How did I get here? And then I avoid those things before, I avoid those edges. Those become my new boundaries in the yeah. future. Uh, I've been dealing with some health problems over the last few years and uh, fixed a lot of gut issues, but I've had some more gut issues recently. And um, so this will be a good metaphor for Samantha here. Uh, My doctor had me go back to basically meat and greens, and that's it, because my gut has been so messed up recently. And then we're slowly reintroducing items one at a time i love it man one thing a week so start back at the basics and then add sweet potatoes yeah and then if that doesn't mess with me then you add one more thing as opposed to well now because here's what i did last month i'm like well i'm feeling good my gut's all fixed give me all the guacamole well yeah right (laughs) gluten's good for me right i saw this billboard recently it was uh it was the new grinch movie and it said a picture of the grinch and he a quote from him said i put gluten in your smoothie (laughs) (laughs) what a great dude they've been killing the most la it's funny because like you know we hate advertisements but i do like when they're funny yeah and (laughs) i'll tell you out of all the advertisements la advertisements do a better job than most of the sort of vapid ambulance chasers that i would see in the midwest Mm -hmm. uh they do a better job with the billboards here they have to get more creative because there's so many of them yeah from my balcony i see a dozen of them i think oh my god dude i I have this one from my balcony it's like some hot sauce thing wake up la to some delicious hot sauce every time i see that i'm like who the hell wakes up and just like looks forward to having hot sauce part of their morning Mm. i'd be putting on some eggs or something i guess but like anyway anyway i'm digressing yeah so burnout uh incorporate one new thing at a time once you've gotten back to the basics i mean minimalism is one of those things where you can say all right i'm stopping with the stuff i'm stopping with the activities i am removing the superfluous from my life and then i will slowly add the things back in Mm -hmm. one at a time as i've determined they add value and they don't push me over the limit of whatever my limit is for burnout. And by the way, my limit is different from yours. It's certainly different from Ryan's. And it's figuring out where those limits are, where those boundaries are, 
And quite often I can push to those boundaries. And even if I push to them appropriately and slowly enough, I expand my boundaries. And that's where you want to be. That's where growth comes. Mm. The burnout happens where it's like, ah, I'll just run through the boundary. And then all of a sudden I'm lost on the, 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 I'm out of bounds. Yeah, man. I, uh, the burnout, man, that is the one thing I appreciate that you do when you get burnout on stuff is you do a really good job of setting expectations with the people around you. So I think that's probably the only thing I would add is if, if, if you are truly burnout, um, you've got to let people around you know that, Hey, I am, I'm burnout on, on, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, uh, for the next couple of weeks, like I'm going to take it easier the next couple of months, whatever it may be. But, uh, you do a really good job of, just letting us know where your boundaries are so we can also kind of help you through that burnout period. Well, that's a nice way to ask people for support too, right? Yeah. Uh, and sometimes the best way to have them support you is just letting them know what where you are so they can shift their expectations if they're willing to do so, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if you have supportive people around you, then they'll understand that – and. You don't want to sulk, though. I mean, I, I avoid complaining about anything that I'm going through, all my health problems. Mm. And Bex is tired of me he- of hearing me say I'm not complaining because she just wants to, like, she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't want to complain about it. So, like, I don't want to talk about it. But also, it's okay to talk about it as well. So, talk about it. Don't live in it. Don't dwell in it. Figure out what is causing the burnout. Build those boundaries so you can move forward accordingly. All right, y'all, that's it for this live stream. If you have more questions for us, then you can leave them on Patreon. We'll do. Uh, we'll post something in a couple days about new questions for next month's live stream video. Thank you for being with us. Yes. Thank you for being a Patreon supporter. It means the world to us and especially means the world to Sean and all of his children and uh, Jordan and his future children. That's right. Thank you to each and every one of you. Seriously, your $2, it means way more than you know, and and we are so happy that we can do this for you guys. Thanks again. See you next time, y'all. See you. The Minimalists. <laughs>